Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safety. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. So, are you ready? Are we going? Are we going to go? Let's do it. Let's do it. What show uh, is it? What show is it? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's talking to us at 109. Oh, my 109. goodness. You know what happened over the weekend, Mel? What? I... For the first time yes. of the people yes. in this room, yes. I think, Go. saw a Model 3 in person. Oh, my gosh. Please. I've never seen a Model 3 in person. I thought I've seen a Model 3 uh-huh. four and a half million times, but I've never seen one. So tell us how this went down, Thomasina. Oh, and by the way, I don't know where Robert is. We don't know. We don't actually care. Uh, he'll probably come at some point, but I've got a really important meeting that's coming up. <laughs> so we're starting with Adam. Continue. So I'm driving down the freeway, which is really the most unfortunate part about the story. I'm driving down the freeway on my way to something I can't blow off. I was going to help a friend do uh, a thing. Okay. And I, and then so I see a transport truck full of Teslas, and I'm like, ooh, yes. Tesla X, S, X, S. Very front, you know, the one spot that overhangs the cab. It looks like it's going to fall off. Yeah, 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 that one. Hockey stick doorknob, <gasps> door handles. So what? Model 3, red, Ooh, founders, red, signature you. red, whatever you want to call it, it's the red. It's red. And and I was like, I know where that thing is going. It had to have been going yes. to the Van Nuys Service Center. Had to have, had to have. Any other day, literally any other day, I'm following that truck, maybe a thousand miles across the country. <laughs> I have no idea. But I didn't. So I didn't. So that was it. I saw it on so the top the of the truck. And then over the weekend, I yes. drove to the Tesla service center, not once, not twice, three separate times wow. to see, mm, maybe it's there. I don't know. Early Sunday morning, I'm like, they have to be, it's near the airport, the Van Nuys airport, right? I'm uh-huh. like, they have to be storing these cars somewhere, yeah. right? They're not They're not just that little service center lot with no space on it. Uh, so I drove around the airport, found the lot. What? I found the lot. What? Oh, uh, that's right, buddy. You know, so where the, the trampoline park is, the Sky High or yeah. whatever the hell it's yeah. called up there, up that street where there's 500 RVs living on the side of the road, Tesla, there's a, there's a store, doesn't say anything, just a big, big uh, warehouse kind of thing in the parking lot full of Teslas. Walking around, uh, no Model 3. So it, long story short is that's it. That was, no, that it. was a long story long. I saw it on top long. of the truck. So all you can bring me from the end of that story is... Yeah, you it turns sort. out the Model th- and I was going like sixty miles an hour. I couldn't get a picture, so it turns out the Model Three has those little hockey puck handle door handles. That's all I can report. Wow, what a waste of people's time! <laughs> oh, oh come on! I'm sorry. Time. It was it was exciting it was for exciting a second for you. Yeah, not really. Let's talk about China. Let's do it. So theverge.com just hours before this show was to air. Yes, this show. The yes. one that you're listening to? Yes. Not you, but 
I'm listening. They reached a deal, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, to build a Tesla factory in Shanghai, China. And this is kind of a big deal because it's not even a dual partnership kind of thing where you can go in and the the Chinese government kind of owns the thing. Mm -hmm. From everything I've read, it's a Tesla 100% controlled situation. Is this Gigafactory Trace? I mean, it would it would almost by its very definition have to be. And I can't imagine it's only a car factory. Uh, it's hard have to you say. learned anything about it? I've learned. I just heard the news that there is a big factory being built in China. Uh-huh. I'm going to presume here, without facts, Ooh, nice. with pure speculation, nice. that this is Gigafactory 3. We've been expecting Gigafactory 3. I believe this is going to be it. But so what is your definition of Gigafactory? Because Gigafactory 1, they make batteries yes. and car chassis, we believe. Yes. Right? Gigafactory 2, yes. they make solar panels. That's yes. it. Yes. So but that's my... weird. Right? It's a weird definition, right? So it, Gigafactory 3 could literally just be a really big factory that makes uh, a wheel for Tesla. I don't, I don't know. Like, I would think that it would have to make at least battery chassis pieces, but it doesn't. It's like some people are saying, no, they're going to just ship the assembly from mm-hmm. Giga One to Giga Two. I guess Giga Three, three. in China for final assembly. We don't talk about the Fremont factory as a Giga factory now, do we? No, we don't. It's just factory. It's just so, a factory. Uh, Giga factory in my mind is giant, huge. Large, like grand, Ben Hur's nether regions, like his buttocks. <laughs> um, that's the definition of a gigafactory. So this uh-huh. could just be factory, but it sounds better if it's gigafactory. But why would Tesla go through all the trouble of building factory when, for just a little bit more steel and drywall, they could add a giga to the front of it? You're like. I've built factories, like, and first off, let's be honest. You've ev- not built no, factories. Every, no, that's that's correct. I, I'm being Elon right now. Okay. I've built two factories, both of them which are referred to as gigafactories, although mm, I think we may be the only ones who called the solar factory a no, gigafactory. No, I think they called, I think okay. internal it's So giga. the two factories he's built are both gigafactories. The one factory he just purchased, bought it off the shelf, went to Costco and picked up a factory and just kind of... I'll take this one. Yes. That is not a gigafactory. That is a factory. It's just a factory. The and to- here's Robert. The Here Toomey he factory. Oh, let's let's, let's see what Robert has to say about that. Let's not. Let's move on let's to the start, next let's story. Let's move on to the next because <laughs> we've spent way too much time on that stupid topic. But anywho, there's going to be a new factory, giga or otherwise, in in the Chinese nether yaya. Nether regions. Uh-huh. And the reason that you build factories in countries like the China or the Europe's is uh, so that you reduce your tariffs. Well, that's one reason. You reduce your tariffs. You reduce your transportation costs. You increase your ability to make more vehicles in a country who wants uh, more of your vehicles. But a lot of it's about tariffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. The word is tariffs. You're going to confuse the people. <laughs> I thought you said giraffes. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're going to confuse the folks. But again, it's I have a product. Do I want to ship it halfway around the world or yes. I just want to ship some of the parts halfway but around the world? But in this story, for example, they're yes. saying they're basically just going to clip a few pieces together so they can get around the tariffs, saying that, uh, you know, we built it here. Like they do in Europe. They well, then that's not a, a gigafactory. So the European factory is not a gigafactory. No, it's, it's not. It's a final assembly location <laughs> factory. It's a factory. 
In fact, in Switzerland and Sweden, I believe, I wrote it down, they don't bother doing this partial assembly business. They ship completed cars from Fremont, and they just take them off the boat, and they put them right in Switzerland. Give them a little Swiss polish. Yeah, I don't know. Throw a Toblerone in the glove (laughs) box and call it done. Maybe they have to, like, install the European-style license plate frame in the front. And uh, drill holes in the in the right, but a lot of this is around the tariffs because if you build a, mm-hmm. a car, if you build something in China, you don't get a twenty five percent tariff. Um, if you build it in Europe, you don't get a ten percent European tariff. So a lot of this is about building it there. Although it does make sense in a country as big as China, where you'll be making trillions of these mm-hmm. to have your trillions. Factories. Well, I told you a billion times not to exaggerate. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of cars. Anyway, so we spent way too much time on something that's not that important. Right, and at the end of the day, we hadn't even solved whether it's a gigafactory or not. You went from it is to it isn't to back that it is not for sure. It's just a factory. What makes a factory a gigafactory? Robert, you have to listen to the beginning of the show. You know what? So when the show comes out on Wednesday, listen to it. Tuesday. Tuesday, and listen to it, and then ask us that question. Then you won't have to ask us that question, because if we went through it again, the people would be like, what the hell is wrong with these guys? I just heard this information. All right, let's talk about uh, Tesla's going electric uh, service truck. So this is oh. from Electric. <laughs> and uh, they say, look, we've been frustrated that, uh, you know, you go to service your electric car with a gas truck. And they are well aware of the irony of that. And that's good because we've talked about this. It's kind of silly that you've got your beautiful electric car and on comes a gas-powered truck. To fix your electric car, it's kind of weird. It's not, but okay. So they've built a new <laughs> or are going to build a new truck based on the Model S and uh-huh. the X base. They say it's coming next year. Mm-hmm. The trucks currently can do 80% of the service that is needed for mm-hmm. these X's and S's. <laughs> but the question is whether this new truck, based on the X or the S, will be big enough to hold all of the bitsy bobs. And so uh, I really want to see them trick this out. It sounds like this was sort of an internal project by some of the couple of dudes going, mm-hmm. we really should not be driving up in D- a gas there car. There could have been a dudette involved in this. Yeah, well, I when I say dude, that. I mean it in the yeah, sort of general, gender t- neutral. general gender neutral. Is it? Neutral. Yeah. Yeah. it is to me. Neutral? For sure. Okay. Like when you say, hey, guys, that's that's everybody. But I, there's the, and how come Tesla until the the semi-truck reveal in a month from now didn't find it ironic that they were delivering all of their cars all over the world with non-electric trucks? I think they do find mm. it ironic. And I think they're <laughs> so I want to see this thing because uh-huh. I bet you if they make a nice truck that yeah. is sort of large and has a lot of interior space, there is another thing that they're going to have to sell. But that's not what the story is about. Did you not read the story? No, I don't read They're talking don't about read them. their engineers took an S and an X and figured out how to put all of that van gear in that. Yes. You know, it's not a new truck that they're making, it's an S they're or an bas- X. But that's what I'm saying. They're basically, it sounds like they are going to gut the hell out of an S or an X, put some hooks up on there and some drawers and call it a <laughs> right, But it's not car. a new form factor. That's what you I were guess, just I getting at, right? It's I not guess. a new van. Like, they're not building an electric van. They're, so let's say your X, for instance. Yes. In this van, there's a wheel balancer because apparently a lot of the stuff that they do has to do with wheels. On yes. these service things, right? So imagine the X wings go up. They crack the driver in the head, <laughs> the right? As pass. they're going, as they're going up, no. and then the balancer maybe just slides out, and so now the guy's underneath the wing, and he's balancing the wheels right there. That's 
probably the kind of thing we're thinking is about. Is there a market for an S or an X that has been gutted so that you can put whatever you want? Maybe you want to turn it into a, um, a food truck. Is it possible that What they, is wrong with you? <laughs> is it possible great. that they got the idea from us? Remember back a ways sure ago, we covered a limousine company that mm-hmm. took an S and chopped it in half yeah. yes. and extended it? Yes. Well... They could just do the same. They could extend an S. They could put some more batteries under it. They could then drop this body on it, this truck body, and bam. I'm just going to go out on a limb, though, and say that we didn't actually create that. That was a story we read of someone else who had that. But we're disseminating this information. We may as well have done it (laughs) for all the good we did that company. Let us move on and talk about Consumer Reports and the Tesla Wing match yet again. So this is from the Rati that is Tesla. We love those guys. So Consumer Reports comes out with a report that the Model 3 is going to be just average in terms of reliability. Eh, You know, average. Yeah, and Tesla is like, uh, WTF, uh, we haven't even started volume production. You're already giving us reviews on you know, how reliable this car is going to be. Nope. Consumer Reports says this. Consumer Reports uses survey data it receives from car owners to predict the expected reliability of new cars being used to the market by looking across the manufacturer's historic results akin to a weather forecast predicts whether it will be sunny or not. Separate from the hands-on road tests we use for overall score, reads the press release. Any resemblance to the Monty Python show is completely coincidental. And now for something completely different. Model S is now considered an above-average car Uh as rated by Consumer Reports. Remember, it was above average. It was below average. It's above average again. Mm -hmm. And it's rated as a top buy. Mm -hmm. So uh, Tesla gets, you know, a little ticked off at this and calls BS. Mm -hmm. And then Consumer Reports sends a very long letter splining. Why? Mansplaining or woman-splaining, we don't know, but splaining. Splaining. Splaining why um, this is a perfectly appropriate thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got to tell you, I think it's bogus, personally. It's not. I think it's absolutely bogus that you've, <laughs> of course you, you haven't do. even... What's bogus? Tesla's reply or no, Consumer Reports? No, Consumer Reports. Wow. They haven't even got volume production. Doesn't They're matter. trying to guess the reliability. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. don't they just say, we don't have enough data yet to determine the reliability, because... We don't have enough data yet to determine the reliability. But they're basing it on people who've gotten early models of S's and X's and that data, right? They're talking about, in in general, Tesla makes products with average or whatever, with average reliability on launch. That, well, that is a – it's a completely within Consumer Reports' purview. They do it all of the time and they clearly said this is about that specific – it's like a – it's a guesstimate – of about the reliability, and that's an average for them is good. So, would you both agree no. that when Tesla comes out with a car, yes. they're kind of not putting it out for four years, testing it on the road, doing all the A or alpha, beta, multiple beta versions? They just kind of like say, We got a great car, here's an alpha. You can buy a beta really soon. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of what's necessary. Tesla's pushing everything a lot faster. It's not necessary, but it's their model. Well, it's necessary if you're going to push the paradigm of switching over to electric vehicles. They are pushing limits all over the place. In fact, with the three, I'm surprised they got such a good sort of a premonition of what the quality of the car is going to be, because look what they're putting out to the employees. It doesn't even have a web browser. It doesn't even have an FM radio. It didn't even have, like, Bluetooth connection. It was lacking the three when it first came out, and maybe still. It's just starting to get 
autopilot, any autopilot engaged on the car. It was just this week. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad Consumer Reports didn't look back and ask any of the employees. They probably were all forbidden from talking to Consumer Reports. How is your Model 3? Is it performing as you would have expected? Because it's, it wasn't. No. And I, and I think we've all had issues with our cars in one way or the other. You've had problems with your X from the yes. beginning. You've had problems with your first S. Yes. I've had problems with – we're having problems with our second-hand S that were clearly there uh, firsthand. Robert's yeah. had issues. Cars have problems. Sure. So uh, did Tesla think – so let me ask you this. Would Tesla, if if Consumer Reports had come out and said, we think the Model 3 is going to be a massively above average greatest car ever created, you think Tesla would have been upset about that? No. No. Exactly not. Tes- but it's the same metric. No, but I understand that if it was positive for them, they wouldn't say anything. But the point is... I look to consumer reports for little things like doodads, like TVs, like. Uh, but I don't look to consumer reports for cars because I really feel like in the last few years they've shot themselves in the foot. Greatest car ever, it's the greatest car ever. And then like a month later, that's oh, crap car, you shouldn't buy it. Well, oh, they know, know it's a good for, car. They never say that. They, go, they do very, very <laughs> good testing. And if the issue arises, they let people know. They're just honest. I okay, think they, they do well, use I just don't think it's scientific method to yeah. arrive. I subscribe to You're consumer a reports. I mean, the science doesn't always go your way. No, I don't. And that's the way. I don't. Mm, yeah, they use. This is predictive science. I'm not really caring in predictive science. I'm caring about how's this car going to be when it's at volume. So I guess you could just say uh, this is the, for the beta models. This is for early on. We don't expect it's going to be really reliable. Okay, I guess that's fine. You should say that about. You could say that and would say that about every new product for everything. But every, so maybe we should just as much ado about nothing. Okay, my yeah, that's my fine. guess is that they did this for the Bolt, and it probably had average or below average. I don't know. We didn't. I didn't look up that information. But no. I, my guess is this is what Consumer Reports does because again, they're trying. You know, if if you want to get people to adopt a vehicle, they need some information. The only other information they get is from Tesla. Tesla is Elon standing on stage going, "This is the greatest car in the world." Somebody else has to be like. Hold on. That's a all second. I need. <laughs> <laughs> this, Moving on. This well, this story kind of disappointed me because I feel, on one hand, like Tesla should not be a sore loser. I don't really think they're losing in this, but I think Tesla is. Uh, you know, if, if I don't get an A plus, I'm going to be really angry. That's how I feel Tesla's acting, and the same thing happened with the whole Top Gear debacle. This was years ago when the Roadster was out and Top Gear got two Roadsters to test in England. I mean, that show, hands down, was one of the most watched car shows in the history of car shows. Yeah. And they, the cars both sort of pooped out on them. Maybe they ran them too hard. Maybe the batteries overheated. The Roadster had tons of issues. So they canned it. Tesla got upset. They got into a lawsuit. And in the end, the whole thing went very quiet. And Tesla settled with yeah. them. It's no accident that Tesla stopped making the Roadsters, right? If that car was super awesome, super reliable, and they could have continued to make them and sell them, they would have. I think there were some other factors like uh, Lotus stopped supplying them with the stretch chassis and they wanted to move through to the S. I mean, the Roadster was a great car when it came out. Yeah. Did it have hitches? Sure. Are they now getting a little elderly and losing their range and losing their, their quickness off the line? Sure. Or like but, this show. Like yeah. This show. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about uh, Insure My 
Tesla. Do we have to? Yeah, to make it quick. Okay. Because, you know, we've talked in the past that Tesla in other countries has decided to uh, insure its own cars because it wasn't getting uh, consumers weren't getting great deals from mm-hmm. the traditional uh, sellers of insurance because they didn't really understand electric cars. So Tesla has done a deal and it's coming to us. Yeah, they're using Liberty Mutual Insurance. Uh, they say all you have to do is put your name and answer a couple of questions. And then what happens is Liberty Mutual goes online and does this data scouring where they pull up like, all the vehicles registered to you or that have been insured by you, they already know, like, the VIN numbers, the amount of mileage on the car. It's kind of scary to look at how much yeah. data they can dredge up from the Internet. But basically, this is an insurance plan uh, for someone who doesn't want to deal with a lot of the details, I think. And it also covers your Tesla. For the first year, you get a full replacement of the vehicle if it's in, a, like, a totaled accident. So that's not typical. Usually when you buy auto insurance— in the first year, if your car gets totaled, they say, well, you know, the minute you drove it off your lot, a $100,000 car is worth $50,000 and you get you have to deal with that kind of BS. But that's been a Liberty Mutual feature like on the on the TV commercials just for their normal insurance, right? Liberty Mutual, new car replacement. Like that's a thing that they've been offering on non-Teslas. I didn't know that. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. And they also had this rate guaranteed for a year with a little like a uh, – uh, asterisk, and then you look down at the lower, unless. and then it says, unless there is a midterm change in underwriting risk that impacts policy premium. Like you're using autopilot too? <laughs> that sounds like the rate is guaranteed unless we put it up. Yeah. It's yeah. guaranteed unless it isn't. Unless yeah. we find a reason to change it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. They give you rental car, and you can pay extra to get a rental car that they'll drive it up to you. A valet will bring the rental mm. car to you after you've had your car totaled providing you don't have to go to the emergency room in an ambulance. <laughs> or we'll bring it to the emergency room. Okay, good. And so I didn't get a price yet because I was starting down this road and kind of got distracted. Tom, you... I went in there and it was much more information than I wanted to share for an insurance that I'm not going to get, so I stopped. Well, I didn't see it, my name, and you, there was the little, do you want us to look for your info? And I was like, I don't think I do. And I just gave him a little more info, and then you got to the next page, and they wanted even more info, and then more. And I was I don't know. How much cheaper could it be? I don't know. It felt more like marketing than actually something Tesla was giving me. Well, it'd be nice to know if it's much cheaper. If it is much cheaper, it's also nice to have one-stop shopping. It's yeah. just a pain. It's like, give him my Tesla, give him my insurance. Call it down. Thank you very much. Right, but what if you own a Tesla and a non-Tesla? Obviously, you can get your car insurance through Liberty Mutual for all of your thing. But again, when you click on the thing initially, it it gives you the auto, home, life, all the options. Well, So I have two questions. One. You have two hands up, so that's probably why. (laughs) One, I wonder if this is going to be sort of a a premonition of what's going to happen with the Model 3 when people are going to be able to share their Tesla on the Tesla network. Mm -hmm. If they've worked a deal with Liberty Mutual, that will allow you to put your Tesla on the sort of ride-sharing network. Right. And the other thing is um, Liberty Mutual, I've never really looked at how with the quality of their insurance is, what does Consumer Reports say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm with a, another insurance company that has the same letter three times. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I'm with the same one. And I have, they have my house. They have my cars. Everything. They have my cat. All of them. I wish they sold health insurance over there and had a little clinic. Yeah. You could walk in and be like, DMV, a map, or a vaccination. I would love all of that to yeah, happen think, at one place. Good thing you said that because I know Mel would have come up with something other than a vaccination. 
What? Rectal exam? Oh, no, it's oh, time for your colonoscopy. Anyway. That's what it. I thought you But why do doctors always go to the nether regions? Why? Let's talk about Model 3. 3,000 Model 3s this year. This is another a little one from uh, <sighs> Tesla-Rati. And this is just of quick interest. There's this uh, David Oppenheimer group that uh, is some sort of people that do uh, forecasting of things in the future, like investors do. They're, yeah, they're analysts. They're analysts. Uh-huh. And we know how good analysts are. Yeah. Uh, they suggest that, it's for example... It's what Consumer Reports does, just for the record. Exactly. <laughs> and we know how accurate they are. Anyway, they say they expect 3,000 Model 3s this year. And so I just want to throw it out there, knowing uh-huh. that this is almost certainly a random number generator. Mm-hmm. But if it's 3,000, guess who's not getting a car this year? All of us. Any of us. (laughs) I just want to know why we weren't at this dinner. I don't know. So Oppenheimer Holding is an investment bank and a full-service investment firm. And if any one of us was a client of theirs who held Tesla stock, Uh then we would have benefited from their inviting Tesla leadership to their home in New York City Mm -hmm. to go out to dinner and to to talk. Mm -hmm. And they had a bit of a talk. A talk about... Your New York accent is terrible. terrible. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> of course you did. You're going to tell me how many guys you make. So you're going to just year. keep doing yeah, it? Is it's, that... it's a different one. It's different parts of Brooklyn. We're moving through. It's great. And now we're in the... You, you know, want to go out to Long Island over there? <laughs> and so they they put the screws to Tesla. Tell us what's going on. Wow. Are we going to keep our money with you or what? Uh-huh. And... It sounds like they were disappointed. Well, Tesla, there's a there was a report letter given to them from Tesla. I could not find it on the interwebs uh, about this information. But this article in Tesla Radio is really weird because it's still at the end of it claims that Tesla wants to get to five thousand a week by December, which would by its very definition mean more than three thousand this year. It's just all it's kind of all over the place. But I have another question for you. So, please, do you think? If they were missing parts, like the issue is they're saying that there's a missing part from suppliers, which is why they're slow. Uh-huh. But they continue to make cars. Mm-hmm. Yes. They continue to make cars. Why would they, if they're missing a piece, how could they continue to make cars well, in uh, any level? It right? is going to suck when you get your car and it doesn't have a steering wheel nor autopilot. Why don't I have a steering wheel? Uh, we're, right. we're missing parts. But, but they haven't shut the line down completely waiting for, right. say, wire harness AF to come from Bosch, Italy. Right. So the things that we talked about, I think it was last week, that are changed out on the car are like the seats. Maybe they went to Tony in the back of the factory and said, Tony, uh-huh. we need you to make uh, 500 Model uh-huh. 3 seats really quick. Yeah. And Tony in the upholstery shop started just doing that uh-huh. because the seat supplier effed up and they changed out the headlights. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the headlight supplier was this A, great, blah, blah, blah supplier and they did an effing poor job. Mm-hmm. So they went to the B supplier who said, yep, we'll be up on that. We got mm-hmm. you some headlights are coming next week. So- you know, maybe they they were just using parts that were left over from the very first run sounds, of the 50 cars. That sounds terrible. Global supply chain be damned. Global supply chain be damned. Yes. I just threw this in there just to give you oh, – I'm, I'm desperately looking for, as everybody is, when will I get my car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and although these are early days – I don't see a lot of production occurring in the next month and a half. But do you think that, to me, that's the bigger problem, right? Is that we're having these production delays, but nothing has been, it's not being really 
reported and being transparent from Tesla. Look, yes. we're having these problems with these things. Right. We're going to push everything back another month. So if your thing, we don't want to change the website. If your thing says October, December, think of it more as November to January. What do they have to lose by well, being more honest what and if, open? What is, I don't want to be paranoid. Of course But not. are there any other car manufacturers who might benefit if Tesla totally screws up the Model 3? Uh, sure. Name one. Everyone. In what way? They get to screws up sell completely? more of their cars. What car? If the 3 doesn't start coming out and people start bailing on reservations because uh -huh. it looks like you're not going to get your 3, uh -huh. even in 2018, yeah. but you were planning on getting it in maybe March or uh -huh. June, then all of a sudden Tesla's got this big bastard of a problem. They can't get their parts. People may actually start bailing at some point. So you're going to go buy a, a, bolt, a Ford. A, a a bolt, a Ford, a I can see some an bolts Audi. and volts and or a Benz. Okay, so now you're going to go buy a bolt. That's now thirty thousand no. of the reservation. Maybe you're just not going to. Maybe you're just not going to bother with you're the buy conversion. An ice card. Exactly. Mm. I, uh, I think still want the, honesty. I don't think that's. I don't think it's worth it. I still want honesty because no. I think that would go a much longer way for them with it with their customers. Say, hey, look. We are currently experiencing some other additional issues. It's going to be a little longer. You've waited this long. Trust us. We want to get it right. I mm -hmm. actually agree with you, and I was thinking the same with thing. With who? Like you. Thank with, you. With Thomas. That what they're doing is sort of a traditional sort of Apple, keep it cloak and dagger and don't give people too much information. I would love somebody like Tesla to try the exact opposite. We're going to tell you exactly what's going on. You're going to give you daily updates and uh the downside is what Robert's saying, though, that could tank your stock price because people are going to go, oh, wow, you're really so far off. Down goes the stock price. So, And some investors are going to be like, shut the hell up and just do it behind closed doors. But it would be nice to just get a weekly, daily update. Yeah, the freaking doors don't work. We're going to go get new doors. It's going to take a while. Yeah. I think, but it's not going to happen. I think it would go a long way. AP 2.0 is supposed to get it better, and this is from... <laughs> Oh, this is so exciting. We're going to talk about autopilot. Autopilot. Look, autopilot is over a year old, and it's still not as good as autopilot 1.0. Can I ask? Can it's, I ask still, one, it's still as expensive. Can I ask it one is. quick question, yeah. Tom? Oh, please. What's your favorite topic to rag on this week? Is it autopilot or cup holders? Uh, I don't think we have a cup holder story, so I'm going to okay. go with autopilot. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Tesla's president of sales and service, John McNeil, was asked about autopilot 2.0 and asked specifically, when will 2.0 be on par with 1.0? And he says this, writing software for the new autopilot 2.0 hardware stack has been challenging, but we have some really great progress to reveal to you over the current quarter. Being cautious about new releases <laughs> is what they are doing, though, he said. And he's driven the new one, and he's really impressed. And he said, look, we've got shadow mode going, and it's uh, doing millions of miles. And McNeil hinted at new functionalities in enhanced autopilot. Will then, arrive in the next weeks and or months. Quarter. And we're in the last quarter, <laughs> so by December 31st. More vague and less specific. Thank you so very much. But it gets worse, because after he did this little Q&A test, the followed up behind and said... Uh, this, this is their officials. <laughs> We're working super hard on new features and rapid progress is definitely being made. We are continuing to refine our existing features and we'll be rolling out new features as soon as they are validated. We're grateful for everyone's patience. And which everyone's $10,000. I read as, $10, I, read as uh, I don't even know we're going to get much by the end of this quarter, <laughs> mate. I just want to back that down a little bit. But the, what I like about this story is that it is... Tesla basically saying, yes, Mel, Robert, we agree. 
Autopilot 2.0 kind of sucks still. So we're getting the opposite of the coin from the last story. We're actually getting information. So let's not... Uh, no, okay. Uh, let's clarify. We're getting uh, information from one guy that says weeks or months, and then from the place the one guy works for saying, mm, not so fast, buddy. <laughs> so one guy gave us a vague timeline of sometime between weeks and months, which I don't know. Uh, could be 24 months, to be honest with you. I don't know when that ends. Just, and then the company that that gentleman works for was like, hold on a second, Mr. Transparency. We don't know that any of that is correct. So really, Robert, this is where you're going with, with that? That's what you got out of that information? When do months end and validation start? <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. But, uh, but I will say this. Be more transparent. People have paid almost a 10% additional cost to the price of the car for this current feature, which is not no amount of dollars. If I was to put 10% of the cost of a vehicle in options on a lot of other cars, I would probably get some pretty nifty stuff that might even potentially work like, I don't know, an extra cup holder that will hold a cup. So when I was driving like... Uh this last week, I took a picture of my car from the inside. Mm -hmm. I was sitting in traffic. And, you know, we number lanes here in the United States, maybe in other lands as well. The, they letter them. The other fastest places. leftmost lane. Mm -hmm. Right. Because uh, that is one. And then the next lane is two. And mm -hmm. they continue on to the right side of the road. Mm -hmm. Or I we guess don't if read you're our in, free rays in Hebrew. In, in, uh, well, in Great Britain and the colonies, they do it the opposite. But oh, still, the fastest people. lane is one. I was in lane two. Mm -hmm. And the traffic in lane one, there was somebody who wasn't paying attention, probably texting on their phone. They were stopped a little bit behind me. Mm -hmm. And the next car in front of them was just a little bit in front of me. And all of a sudden, my car showed the little parking symbol. Like, do I want to parallel park <laughs> here on Olympic Boulevard in the number two lane? Do I want to parallel park to the left side mm -hmm. in traffic? And I thought, wow, this would really mess with people if I started doing this. That's super dangerous. That is so funny because that happened to me on the freeway this yeah. week as well. The P thing came up. I'm like, really? Now? Yeah. yeah. This is not a good idea. Is, Agree. Is, is the fact that two isn't even as good as one. Okay. Okay. It's not two yet. Right. But it's not even one yet. Yes. No. Why is that not a problem? I'm looking forward to more uh, black Tesla videos <laughs> to tell us and show us like real world oh. details about this because Goodness. Tesla needs to know that we're watching and they need to listen to Tom and give us more detailed information. But you know what I'm curious about, Tom? Yeah. Do you know how many people like Mel actually paid Nobody the extra $3,000? Well, um, Joel Sepp said, who's the president? Yes. You'd have to be a moron to have bought <laughs> all of these features when they're not ready. Well, uh -huh. he said that for a person who leases the car uh -huh. for a short term. Oh, he was saying it to me. Talking to you specifically. Yes, to yeah. me specifically. Yeah, you yeah. and a few other people, which I'm sure you're not alone. There are many of us who bought all the features, mm -hmm. you know, expecting them to be available within a year, mm -hmm. which is what I expected. Mm -hmm. And that way I would avoid spending an extra $1,200, I think it was, yeah. to get the... 2000 for both, right? It's well, 1000 each. I always wanted autopilot. So I was going to get that. But the mm -hmm. full autonomy, which was an extra three grand, mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to pay an extra 1000 or $1,200 thousand. for. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, it's, that's 33%. Mm -hmm. So my money in the bank or even in the stock market is not worth 33% for a year. So I paid it up front. Mm -hmm. 
And I was expecting a New York, an L.A. to New York ride, yeah. the Cannonball all autonomous drive mm. by the end of this year. So what you're saying is you have unfulfilled expectations. I do. And I wondered how many other people and? may also have had unfulfilled expectations. And, and it turns out in this electric article, they report that over 35,000 Tesla owners oh, bought my God. fully self-driving feature Despite it being unavailable. Hmm. Do you know how much money that is, Tom? I do, because you wrote it down I here. <laughs> yeah, one point, uh, sorry, $123 million. So you come into this studio and you're like, Tom, are you going to be angry about this? And then you give me evidence I to do. make me even angrier about it. $123 million. And yet... <laughs> Tesla has the nerve to be like, hold on a second. You know, at some point, we'd love to come and change out the CPU that we threw in your car. That's right. Wow. So yeah. you've got some great numbers here, Robert. <laughs> 90,000 vehicles with autopilot are out there globally. 70 77% of owners purchased enhanced autopilot, which is not as good as 1.0. Mm -hmm. And 40% got the package for full autonomy. <laughs> Suckers. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> And my stupidity. And some of those bought it as much as one year ago. So but they are those, one year out. But a lot of those people didn't lease Mel. So really, you are yeah, kind I'm still of, the stupidest like, of the like stupid. You're like the cream, of the, the cream of the lame crop. Yeah. Well, technically, it says that Tesla cannot recognize that $123 million of revenue. Until they enable. What the hell does that mean? They don't recognize it. They're they're walking through the hallway. There's a giant stack of 123 million, and Elon's yeah. like, "What is that?" That's a big stack. I don't even. I don't understand what that is. Well, I don't know. Maybe they That's have to ridiculous. be prepared. Maybe some. I I, I guess I would have back. to look back and say, "Look, maybe they have to hold that back in case people want refunds or they can't deliver that feature." <laughs> Is that part of our, oh our my contract? God. People will lose their minds if Tesla's like, you know what? We've given up on self-driving. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll give up on it. But like at the end of my lease in a couple of years and they still don't full, have full autonomy, right. if Tesla then hands me my $3,000 back, I'll be feeling pretty good about that, especially if I don't have to ask. They're like, do you think interest, that's a chance that they're going to do that? If they, okay, there'll if, be some giving back of money if they don't get their act together. Giving back or, or, or being forced to give back. There's that's a what very I big see. difference. I would love in to see them things. to not recognize this, to have it over here on the side. Don't look at that money. Just leave it in the bank because we might have to give some of this back. That's smart business. They, they might have taken that money, you know, stacked it up in $20 bills, put <laughs> a big box of uh, plexiglass over it, uh -huh. and stuck it in the middle of the engineer's room uh -huh. where they're working on full right. autopilot. And Elon says, hey, guys, do you want to recognize some of that money? Because <laughs> if you get your but working like harder, we're going to get this money. It's like one of those game shows where they show you what you could win. I understand. <laughs> I, I, I would strongly bet that he would do that because what did he say to the engineers at SpaceX? Every time a Falcon 9 comes down and crashes... That's, what did he say, $60 million? Yeah, it's like a pallet of $60 million yeah. flying through the air. You'd put a little work in to try and catch that pallet. Right, especially what if he, he put a bunch of, um, like, what do they call that, uh, bonuses uh -huh. dependent on oh, them terrible. completing that. That's terrible. Uh, let's talk about uh, batteries. <laughs> so there's this uh, place called Japan. You've probably what? heard of it. And there's this company called Panasonic. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. And it turns out that uh, Panasonic is going to build a factory or redo a factory 
in the Japans yes. to make more little batteries. Yeah, sounds like, well, 18650s are very popular batteries. Oh, so popular. They are on all the teen shows. They are. They have their own Twitter feeds, millions of followers. Oh, I thought 2170s were the cool kid on the block now. <laughs> they are, but they are the ones being built at Gigafactory yeah. 1 in Sparks, Nevada. The 18650s are still what's going into Model S's and X's and a lot of other stuff. All the cool stuff. Are yeah. they, uh, so uh, let me pass that out for a second. So the 2170 is exclusively at the Gigafactory 1, but is Gigafactory 1 also making the prior one? No. They're they all coming did. from Japan. There is, no yes. clear ah. ev- there is no clear evidence that they're putting the new battery into the S's and X's. They are not. Either. I'm really sure of that. In fact, that's why I just said there is no clear evidence. No, no clear evidence. Okay. Clear and evidence. There is evidence, but it is not clear. Okay. <laughs> there is some some opaque evidence. Yeah. So the eighteen six fifties have been coming from Japan from Panasonic. I, they might be coming from a Panasonic plant in China as well. Mm. But they've been shipped over. They've been initially they were all assembled into the battery packs in the upstairs of the Fremont factory, the place where none of us could go. Mm-mm. And then they started shipping them over to, I believe, Gigafactory 1, where they were just packaging them into the power walls and the power packs. Mm -hmm. And now that the 2170 line is up and running, they're using that for the power walls, power packs, and Model 3s. But the S's and X's, still 18650. They're coming from Japan. It sounds like Panasonic is probably feeling the Tesla effect in that they're enjoying, like, more people coming uh, knocking... Hello. Is this thing on? Panasonic, are you there? We, we'd like a few of those batteries, too. We'd like to make an electric car, too. Mm-hmm. And Panasonic is, yeah, you betcha. Panasonic's so, not going, hey, you should just go talk to LG. Yeah, right. Go they're to someone else. That. No, we want your money. Yeah. We want your money. Yeah, that's what they so do. So they're taking this big LCD factory mm-hmm. where they were making TVs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're ditching some of the TV. They're going to still make TVs, but they're going to make a lot more batteries there. And I think that this is a great sign that maybe more automobile manufacturers will be transitioning. Well, we know they're all moving there. Volkswagen, Audi, BMW, all the German companies have announced the battery uh, transition. True. Uh, So it's happening. But the Germans, right? Daimler is building five battery factories in Europe. That's the current number that I know. And it turns out, I looked into this, Toyota, Toyota, the fuel cell of the future car manufacturer is now, uh, because of the strong reception of the Prius Prime in Japan, uh, they're now going in towards an all-electrical vehicle program. Another one? Because they did one. that. Yes, they did. There, there was one. There was one. And then there wasn't. I think you're familiar with that one. Yeah, there, there, there was I had one. one. There was one. They did one. And now they, then they but stopped. But they were buying their batteries from Tesla. Probably 18650s. Well, they were buying their batteries from Tesla Sonic, right? Like, they were Panasonic right. batteries at the time. So right. maybe Tesla was the middleman, but those things were coming from a factory in Japan and into a car battery pack in Japan and being built in Japan. So a couple of things I want to say here. First of all, uh, what? to the patrons. Yeah, hi, patrons. Who are on Patreon. The best. Uh, the, for the patrons, I did a, a thing about Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and uh, how we could electrify it using Tesla, um, and uh, it was great. So, yeah. and this week, speaking of uh, the Toyota Mirai, oh. somebody made a great video of a Toyota Mirai because somebody had one in their back garden. 
mm-hmm. or on the side of their house. Mm-hmm. And I took videos of Toyota Mariah, and the patrons are going to get to see that. A little, what does it look like? How does it smell? How does it go? <laughs> did you did you just talk to the vehicle or the vehicle's owner? Was there I any? spoke to the owner who gave a very sarcastic review of said car. Because yeah. he, okay, let, can I just get a little preview for the Patreons? Was it a thumbs up review? Or a thumbs down review. You're going to have to watch it, patrons. Oh, very harsh. But patrons, well, you know what? That's why it pays to be a patron. You get information like that. You get to crush my car. Although somebody this week wants to throw my car in an airplane, a rocket. I think it was you actually who suggested now, that. Now we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Did uh, did we do a Patreon update? Yes, we did. Did oh. you not get it? I did not. About Puerto Rico. <laughs> did I forget to send it to you again? True. Did also, we... some other folks on the Twitter, yes. I'm holding my phone up to indicate the Twitter, Yes. Uh, also said that they didn't get the patron, but it was just one guy. Oh. And he was like, hello, where's my patron thing? And then maybe it was just me was his second tweet because like, no one at all responded. Yeah. Well, well I don't know. did we we'll talk about how many Patreon uh Donors, no. how many Patreonites we have? Well, let me just say then, Patreon-no-rifics. with this battery story, yeah. we talked about Toyota mm-hmm. going towards EV. And guess what? The other fuel cell manufacturing giant in the room, Honda, Honda, huh? Honda has decided they're going to plan some all EV models as well. And this was in Inside EVs. So those two companies, yeah. Toyota and Honda, that's huge. To me, yeah. I understand that Daimler is massive. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And I understand Volkswagen, like there, there's a lot of cars. But for me, I feel like Toyota and Honda, if they're putting their Accord Camry model lines in in a full electric, that's wow. going to have some impact. That is going to be right? huge. It's going to be big. Huge. Hey, we've got 186 patrons. Oh, we are exploding. Guess what? very close. we got one more week, though. Yeah. One more week, and I think we're crushing Tom's So car. I won't be here next week. We'll say And it. when we come back. So Patreons, I think we're only 15 to 20 shy of new Patreons. New patrons signing up on Patreon to crush my car, which is going to probably run Mel thousands of dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you haven't heard, if you're new to the program, Tom has a gas car and it's worth maybe $1,000. He said that if we get 50 more patrons through Patreon, then he will take his car and go and crush it, taking it out of the uh, global uh, CO2 producing market. He has agreed uh, to not uh, have any kittens in the car or people, but we will crush Tom's car. That's true. And I actually was on the phone last week. Uh, I called a tow yard that says they will crush your car. They did? It just turns out they were in British Columbia, but I talked to a <laughs> guy I'm there. down for a trip? Okay. <laughs> We'd have to burn a bit of fossil fuel to get up there, but he said he would be happy to crush your car for free. Oh, and he said, best. you know, you could just call other tow yards. So I started calling around and I found a place not too far from here in Tahunga yeah. that uh, has a big car crusher. High five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get a car crushed. And we'll have to make a video and, you know, oh, my gosh, yeah. we're going to have to pull out all the stops on this it's gonna one. Be, it's going to be huge. Come on, patrons. There'll come be, on. 15 there'll more, be an awning more. and a lawn chair of some sort involved. <laughs> and there's going to be a bunch of dudes watching us like, what the F is wrong? <laughs> These guys are cracking bottles of champagne. Did you bring some for the rest of us? <laughs> Let's talk about superchargers because, uh, you know, there's more of them and they're lovely. <laughs> there's and more they're of them. they're so good. 
This every week, this list seems to get longer and longer and longer. Yeah, just doing some quick math here. This week, the total entries are twenty-five. <gasps> Yowza! It's not a forty-week, but it's certainly not a twelve-week. It's a twenty-five-week. It's a court night. It's a court night. Nice. So we've got eight new superchargers, five in El Estados Unidos, one in Sweden, Mexico as well, and Chile. Sorry, China. China. Nothing in Chile yet. There should be, though. What's up with that, dude? You just made all some guy in Chile right now. I was like, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Do we we have listeners in Chile? Of course we do, because we we have friends in Chile. We have friends in Chile that listen to the show. I think they should send us a letter. They better be listening to the show. (laughs) Listen, Chileans. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, tweet something at us in Spanish. What's up? And so construction began on 12 new superchargers, five in the United States, Mm -hmm. two in Switzerland, two in Ireland, Czech Republic, Canada. I mean Canada, and that was a joke. I know. Belgium, so, where the chocolate comes from. And to all the people who think that we're mean-spirited and we only care about superchargers in California, only one under construction in California, and this whole list of 25. Yeah. Well, and so one of the uh, listed on construction, actually, I should take that number away. Instead of it being a total of 12, it should really be 11 because mm-hmm. we did report last week on the Wilcox, Arizona supercharger. Andy McLeod had given us the heads up on that. He's the president of the Southern Arizona Tesla Club, mm-hmm. and he had noticed that it was up. I then linked him in with the supercharger.info guys, and boom, it ends up on this week's list. Uh, five more Superchargers entered the permitting stage, mm. and that includes four in El Estados Unidos and one in Austria. That's Austria, not Austria. Austria. I'll throw another shrimp on the barbie. No, it's different. No, it's Bobby, different. Yeah. You have to do the, the ex-governor of California. Uh, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> California. Gallop- throw another shrimp on the Californian barbie. Is that better? Uh, all right, I'm off the show. Okay. This is ridiculous. Let's keep moving. <laughs> I'm going to give you a quick update on the two mega chargers. Those are the 40 stall superchargers here in California. Mega charger sound effect. Kettleman City, that's the one along the I 5, 40 yes. superchargers, yes. stalls. And there's a picture I threw into the notes. This Solar was from panels and stuff. TYL on the Tesla Motors Club forum. And you can see all these beautiful solar panel arrays up. They're really nice, really slick, kind mm-hmm. of a curved shape to them, almost wing shaped. The I wonder if this is a Tesla product or not. That's because it's a panorama that they're curved, they're flat. Okay. And then uh, pictures of the Baker Supercharger I-15. This is from Smack on the Tesla Motors Club forum. He was just there the other night. And before, when I had looked at this site, it was just a dirt field with a couple of trucks, you know, like a backhoe parked there. And maybe there was a ditch, but there wasn't much more than that. Now, what do you got here? Backhoe to ditch. Backhoe to ditch. Now we've got the mounts for the solar canopies, the mm-hmm. base riser for the Tesla supercharger Ballard. stand. The Ballard. The Ballard. Yeah. Ballard. Baller. Ballard. And, uh, and it looks like they're working at night because they got lights on and it's dark. And so this is very Maybe exciting. Maybe they're just trying to keep their from being stolen at night, which is why they have lights on. My I guess. guess is they're not working at yeah. night. Yeah. 
or to keep away ghosts. It is kind of Halloween season. Yeah, that's what it is. You wouldn't want to have Tesla a is haunted... very, very ghost-forward company. Well, we wouldn't... What is wrong with you? would not want a haunted supercharger. Could you imagine that? You know, like Ghostbusters when they pull out That the... sounds like a movie. Haunted <laughs> supercharger. You're holding onto the supercharger and electricity is spraying out. And All right. We that died. would be We've really digressed. bad. Moving on. I'm just getting a little spacey on you. <laughs> oh. You're so transitional these days, Robert. It's very impressive. Now I learned from the best. SpaceX. SpaceX. Well, uh, this is actually about Blue Origin. Oh, well, and then why is it in here? Um, I don't oh. know, because Robert put it in here. But actually, I want to go back for a second. I'm going to do the math on... You can actually see how many solar panels and stuff. And oh, so next I week, wanted to know this. It's so funny. It's like you're in my head. I'm going to do some math on, uh, with all of those solar panels, how many full or half charges of Teslas you could do in a day just from the sun. I'm going to guess that that solar paneling is cursory at best. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. I'm uh, excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. I'll send you the links to all the photographs. Oh, and I'll count There's up all the moss. large. There's moss. There's a stack of them. Mm-hmm. Let's do Blue Origin. Come on. Let's make it happen. This, you know, all along, I was thinking about Jeff, the Bezos. All along what? He's lost. Well, the you know, he's been dabbling in the space thing. Dabbling. Threw up a little rocket that went into like... <laughs> Almost orbit, but not quite. And he relanded <laughs> it. And I thought, Yay. you know, this dude's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. He's certainly getting a lot of my money. Amazon. Is He's no a lot rocket of my money. scientist, though. Let's be clear. Uh... He is smart. But he's no rocket scientist. <laughs> it's not like he's a brain surgeon either. Continue. Ah, that's such a great bit. And so um, then I stumbled upon this story from Ars Technica that Blue Origin has, it turns out, spent the better part of the last decade developing a very powerful methane-fueled rocket. It's very powerful. It's called the Herbert Buttock One. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know it's supposed to launch the New Glenn, which is the name of their larger spaceship that no one's actually, well, at least I have never really seen. No one has. this is interesting. So they're going not with RP-1, which is rocket-grade kerosene. They're going Mm. with methane, which, what will the BFR be powered by? Methane. Exactly. They've they've developed this with private funding, kind of like SpaceX. Is that because there's a lot of methane on Mars? No, because there's water and CO2, and that can be made into methane. Also, cow farts. Well, that would be a challenge, I think. (laughs) A lot of distribution (sighs) and collection difficulties. I believe a lot of the methane that comes out of mm-hmm. cows is actually from their mouth. They burp it out. It's funner to think that they farted out, though. That's That may be so. <laughs> and this uh, Blue Origin rocket is fully reusable. So, again, oh. all of this sounds very familiar. Where, what came first, the chicken or the egg, the Blue Origin or the BFR? I we should We should actually dive really, really deep in the next 25 episodes into actually what came first, the chicken or the egg. Let's not do that. And so only until – so this had all been sort of theoretical until last Wednesday when they did a what's called hot firing of the Blue Origin. There's a picture of it in this article. It looks kind of like the hot firing of the Falcon 9 yes. and the BFR. It's a big blue flame they shooting bolt out. bolt it down so it won't go anywhere and then they fire and, it up. And test firing of rocket engines is very impressive. I have actually been at one of these things. It lasted much longer than this one because when you see this hot fire and then yeah. you read 
50% power for three seconds, you're like, well, that's not very exciting. It's true. It was a very short, hot firing. It took place again in West Texas. What's up with Texas and rockets, new rocketry? Uh, there's a lot of uh, open space. Yeah. And so this rocket engine, it's called the BE-4. Good thing they didn't call it the B-4. Well, I'm not going to It's say. the B-4. And the B-4. Well, Blue Origin 4? No, Blue Origin yeah. Engine 4? Big Engine 4. Big Engine. <laughs> Not the BFE. No. 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 And so it was. Uh, its thrust is 550,000 pounds, which is huge. That's a lot. That'd be if I pushed very hard on you. Yes. And this is the most power. When? Functional? When? At full 100%? When and if. Yes. It will be the most powerful U.S. rocket engine developed in the last 20 More years. More than the BFG thing? Yeah, or I guess that's total are not thrust, super I guess. powerful. Well, There's just a lot of Anyway, them. I, think, I right. think that's enough, right? There's a big engine coming. Yeah. It's called BE4. There's competition. Mm-hmm. I like it when billionaires go at each other. Oh, I love it. It's going to be exciting. And it's coming in. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting so close to 2020 that that joke is going to have to end. I know. I don't know what's going to happen next. Let's what's talk about next? Hyperloops. Um, and just one quick thing. And uh, this was uh, reported from Tesla Rider, but it was really just a series of Elon tweets. And he came out with this hat and it says the boring company on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he sold $80,000 worth of hats in 24 hours. How much were the hats? Were they 80000 No, they were 20 bucks each or so $17 each. How many each. hats is that? That's like 40,000 hats. That's a lot of hats. And I yeah. just want to say, my company, we sell hats, uh-huh. and we've sold $17 worth in a year. Wow. So he That's sells, different. He sells hats better than what People have heard of his company. Turns That's true. Out, even though it's boring. Turns out. That company's Did boring. Did you order one? Robert, well, I, I was Robert, gonna. Robert, did I was, you? Three I girl. was gonna say that uh, you know there was no charge for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, that's awesome. Hats. You're the best, Robert. Oh, we, right. we're, we're the best, Robert, on this show. Did you know that? Robert uh, wants to talk about smart sat phones very quickly before we start the list. I just had a real world experience. You know, sat phones have been this sort of theoretical thing. I played with them. Back in the day when I was training as a wilderness rescuer. They're not actually theoretical, though. You know that, right? To me, they were. Oh, I see. I'm saying, you know, people talk about satellite phones. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll see one in a movie. I played with one or Born a couple conspiracy. back in the day when I was in wilderness medicine. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of cool, but kind of a pain in the butt. But I thought, you know, I wonder about sat phones. I was driving with the wife and we were talking and I thought, wow, I should look up some details. And While so you're then driving? I did. She was driving, apparently, and he was looking things up. My I guess is at, that's not true. I'm not going to, you know, you guys want to cut the show down and now you want to make the show longer. Just go. So I went and I started looking and you know what I found? No. I found something that if Mel doesn't buy it, I would be so surprised. Oh, here we go. A zombie apocalypse phone? What is it? It is. In fact, it's from the sat phone store and we've talked about Iridium satellites, right? We've watched three different Iridium launches and there's still going to be another Iridium launch, maybe two more. Mm -hmm. And they're sending up their new Iridium satellite. And I like Iridium, Iridium, Iridium. When I started looking at sat phones, I realized there's like a few different brands of sat phones and they're tied to the satellites that they communicate with. And it turns out the Iridiums are like the Cadillac 
of the satellite cell phones. Of course they are. They're more expensive, mm-hmm. but they're more reliable. People talk them up as being really good. And then I found this Iridium Go. I need this. Which is a, like a, uh, what do they call it? A hotspot. Yeah. But it's not a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's a satellite hotspot. It's a phone hotspot. Well, so you can hook your 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 iPhone, your Android uh-huh. directly to this via like Bluetooth. Uh-huh. And this thing then communicates with the satellite. Uh-huh. And it can communicate with up to five cell phones. It'll do data. You can update Holy. your Twitter. Holy mackerel. It's $650 used or $1,000 new. Plus, you have to obviously pay for your satellite plan. Check out this plan, though. The Go Basic. It's only $50 a month and a one-month contract term. Guess how many minutes a month you get, Mel, for $50 a month? I'm guessing like in two minutes enough to say, get me out of here! Five. <laughs> Five <laughs> minutes. But if you buy 74 dollars a month you get 75 minutes a month what's the data rates on this like can i surf uh, you know the apple site looking for stuff or... like can you upload a uh, video feed of mrap snapchat Not. or you could buy the prepaid you get 200 minutes 2000 messages this is cool. I think this is good that you brought us to our attention because the idea here is that you have a big, I don't know, earthquake or a hurricane or a large event where there is no infrastructure down in the worldy world, yeah, mm-hmm. but there is still infrastructure up in the spacey space. Like that is zombie, accurate. Zombie apocalypse. Genius. I'm going to look into this. zombies. It could be other kinds of apocalypse. Hey, I'm just taking the man's lead. Is the plural of apocalypse apocalypse? I think it might be. Yeah. It could be. Sounds like something they would serve in an Italian restaurant. (laughs) Let us now do letters, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And I want to start with this one because uh, we got some toys. That's a piece of paper in your hand. Did we get an actual letter? We actually got a physical structure sent to us. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is from Grant Brown. Brown like the color, Mel, from the Niagara that is Ontario, (laughs) Canada. Oh, nice. And he says this, I discovered Talking Tesla on episode 98 during my commute to work. I drive approximately three hours round trip every day, and so I'm just loving this. Now, unfortunately, he's driving in a Prius, but he is a Model 3 reservation holder, although he doesn't expect to see it. It says a Lexus, actually. 20-year-old Lexus. No? No. I'm sorry. No, it's a Prius. I apologize. And uh, he says, look, he thinks that Talking Tesla is the superb antidote to his very long daily drive. He finds it delightfully entertaining. And he goes through the various episodes, the baby steps when we first begun, the exciting time when Rob came on full time, (laughs) then the preteen years as the poop jokes sort of uh, started to really develop in their meaning. (laughs) The use of electric and how it's changed from electric to electric to electric. (laughs) It's not yet a mature podcast and he really doubts that it ever will be. (laughs) He is right. But that's what's so good about it and he's he's just excited about the whole thing and so he gave us Three Tesla, Talking Tesla mugs. Grant Brown, we thank you from the bottom of our bottoms. Is that the mug that you're using right now to hold up your iPad? Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. From Grant Brown. That's for you, Grant. A little applause. A little applause. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. Now, you know what's going to go in my mug, the first thing? Uh, he said you could use the mug for tequila or for uh, I'm going to use it for whiskeys. Canadian Royale rye uh, whiskey, which has really I, – I have never really drunk rye whiskey. And now, I'm damn it, I've been ruined. I've had some. Because this rye whiskey is so good, I will not drink any other rye whiskey. No. And evidently, no. I have to go to Canada to get it. No. Yeah. Get you We've been talking about crushing Tom's car, but there is here a tweet from Robert Montgomery who says, forget crushing Tom's car, launch 
Tom Kerr. Yes, Tom Kerr. hashtag launch Tom's car. He says Elon needs something inane to send up on the maiden voyage of Falcon Heavy. And it's so true. But I don't know that they want to send a car. Why not? What's the perfect send-off? And then what? Then it turns into a meteorite. Uh Uh-huh. And it comes down, hopefully, over the middle of the Pacific Ocean where there are no boats. But it was crush Tom's car, not crush someone with Tom's car. (laughs) That would be be terrible. I think that would be awesome. We should talk to the, you know, all of the people that we know at SpaceX. Okay. And have them work up some sort of mounting system. I just wonder, you know... We really, really then really need to make sure there are no living organisms in the car. Yeah, I mean, if my car, if if there's even the slightest opportunity that this vehicle could go into space, I would be so proud. We could even have a fundraiser by saying, come right on Tom's car, Uh give money to a charity of our choice. Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) And then... The car gets launched into space. We could actually put the car out in front of SpaceX mm-hmm. and have people come and pay like 20 bucks. Just throw 20 into the big plexiglass box. And then <laughs> when we get all that money, you know, donate it to, I don't all know, right. like Children's Hospital yeah, or that's Patreon. A, that's a great Sean says, hey, nuclear rockets on episode 108. You said that Gwen Shotwell said that uh, they're working on or they would like to work on nuclear rockets because nuclear rockets are faster. They'd allow it to go to into the spaces and fasty fast. And apparently uh, there is a link here that says, yes, indeed, this is true. This is what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. They just want a little bit of, you know, fusion material so that they can, you know, make their rockets go fast. They're not going to become North Korea. They're not going to start a nuclear no. weapons program. They just want to go fast in their rockets. People get a little bit antsy, though, when you talk about sending nuclear material up in a flammable rocket ship. Yeah, people in this room <laughs> yeah. get a little antsy like, about like that sort Tom. of thing. Marlo Zwedinsky says, you guys should do a poll. Which I did. Is, and the question was this. What are the two reasons, main reasons you bought a Tesla? Was it because of a positive impact on the environment or mm-hmm. just because you wanted a great car that goes fast and with great acceleration? So yesterday I posted this poll. It's got another four days to run, but we had 425 votes already. People, people are listening to this show. Don't people understand. are watching our Twitter. We should start posting clips of this show on our Twitter. Yeah. I think it might be effective. Go. Anywho, so I wrote, this was the question, if... In capital letters, you invested in Tesla. What was the main reason? So I'm assumed this was only for people who had invested in Tesla. I gave them three options. Option number one, save the planet. Option number two, they make great cars. Option number three, pure capitalist (laughs) reasons. You wanted to make the cash. Option number one, save the planet. 33% people responded. They make great cars, 37%. Yay, great cars. Pure capitalist reasons, 30%. So pretty split down the middle. We got 20 comments about this, people saying all kinds of things. They had all three. Somebody replied, D, all of the above, very similar to your CME test. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All of the above. That's great. That's 400 people in one day. 425 people. I put it up yesterday with no advertising whatsoever. Wow. Kim Versaka says... Verska. Verska. Verska says this. First of all, uh, look, I signed up for Patreon, Mm. and I was hoping to see a picture of you guys, and I didn't get a picture, (laughs) but I'm presuming that Mel looks like Keith Urbane. No, that is incorrect. That Tom looks like Joe Rogan. Very much incorrect. And Robert is something of a young Al Pacino. And I'm like... 
I hope you never see real pictures of us. That's that's a good image. First that's off, uh, like none of us look like a young anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> and Kim's concern was like, they're talking about no browser in the Model 3 for security reasons. Mm-hmm. And I've got to tell you, from my point of view, the browser in the Model S is so slow, is so underpowered. It is a piece of whiz. Poo-poo. Is yours 4G? It's 4G, but it's still mm. the rendering of the maps and the yeah. rendering of uh, of everything in that thing is slow. So ma- like maps it. in the browser as opposed to well, maps yeah, on no, the... I, I sort of confagulated conf- two things. Confabulated two things. I lied. Conflagrated? Uh, something like that. So the browser is really slow, even <laughs> with the new car with 4G. It's uh-huh. just, it's slow. It's bad. But uh, people have said it's not actually the speed of your 4G connection that's the problem. It's that the NVIDIA chip that runs the, both the browser and the maps and everything uh-huh. is underpowered and really slow. So luckily, Elon never went out on stage and was like, this is all the browsing power you're ever going to need from <laughs> <Yeah>. this chip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only time I think I ever use it is if I need to look something up that I don't want to leave the cell phone page I'm on and I'll go and look it up on when I'm at the supercharger just thumbing and waiting uh-huh. and kind of yeah. killing time. You, know, you can open up another tab or page on your cell phone, right? No, he's got an older phone. Yeah, no, but sometimes <laughs> I'm got a lot of pages open yeah, and okay. I kind of want to minimize the confusion. Wow, you're a very But busy there's man. a lot of geeks out there, a lot of smart geeks that say this is uh, not a bad thing because browsers are the sort of number one place where hackers can get into your computers and now your car is a computer. Yeah. It's actually a really good security thing to get rid of the browser. They are full of security holes. So I was a tad bit confused. So no browser in the Model 3? That's what we're we're hearing? I don't know. Are we hearing that? Yet, but going forward, is that the plan? Well, that's what I'm hearing. Mm. That, as well as no FM radio, uh, there was That's no, not cool, man. No, but I mean that that they're going to add it, but they oh. hadn't gotten there yet. There's definitely no AM radio. None. Wait, period. Wait, off. Not. How are you going to get the traffic information for the airport? How am I going to listen to sports? They don't put sports on FM radio. I don't listen to much sports. They don't put, uh, well, so, oh, you only care about you. Oh, yeah. that, is that how this show works? <laughs> fine. Pretty much. Fine. Yeah, whatever, man. Joe Lana has if a I long... wanted to learn, if I wanted to hear the curling no, updates, yeah. where would I listen? Wow, 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 wow. Joe Lana has got a very long email about methane versus carbon dioxide. And we've been having this discussion, is methane bad, is carbon dioxide worse? And we keep saying, well, methane's really much worse. It is. And he says it's much more complicated than that yeah. because methane sort of degrades in the atmosphere over time, whereas right. CO2 stays up there for thousands of years so overall methane may not be as bad it's as uh, people say compared to carbon dioxide but in the end he says less of both would be good yeah less of both would be good and, and i think we originally were framing this conversation in terms of like let's not tear down rainforest for cow pasture because they burn that forest it releases the co2 it can't sequester more co2 over the next few years as as it would and 80 percent of deforestation in every Amazon country, not just Brazil, is for cattle ranching. And Amazon is in Brazil is currently home to 200 million head of cattle. That's a lot of cattle. So Did they have much cattle or bison in Brazil? No, they had none. So so uh, he, they, so he makes an argument which it makes a lot of bit, lot of sense that at one point we had all these antelope and bison running around North America, but at that time we also didn't have a bunch of cars running around on next to them. So we have a combination of both now, cattle and cars, and in Brazil a lot more cattle than they than we ever had bison and they never had bison in South America. So There you go. There, it was estimated that uh on the American mainland, there was about how many Native Americans in the day at peak? 
one million. And now there are 350 million no-forest cars and cows that fart a lot. One million within a mile of us here where we stand no, in the mushroom isn't. studios. No, not one mile. Okay. Okay, uh, five miles. Maybe four and a half miles. Well, I was just telling a friend of mine, this is just as an aside, uh, how big, there was like, how big is LA? I'm like, LA is so big, you can drive at 70 miles an hour for three hours and still not leave the concrete jungle. It just goes on and on and well, on. Well, there's a megalopolis, on, yeah. We've, and on. We've joined a lot on. of region. But I think Joe's, you know, details, I appreciate Amazing. This. Yeah, it super great. opened my mind. I'm thinking that it may not be so bad to have cows. It's just bad to burn the forest. And it's bad to have cows that are raised with hormones. So there are a lot of details and antibiotic use. I mean, like we've got, there's another storm brewing that is not the climate change storm. It's the storm that's brewing around how we raise our food. And that is another very important issue that I think we should also spend another 25 episodes delving into. Let's not. Let's not. Let's talk with Stephen Peters or Sven Peters. I don't know. And uh, he says this, look, you've been talking about superchargers, mate. And he notes a couple of important things. He's, he's from Belgium, and he wouldn't say mate. Yeah, he would. He would speak a little more properly. No, I very much doubt it. And he notes a couple of important <laughs> things, that this 135 kilowatts for supercharging is shared across the AB pillar thing. So you're not going to get 135 kilowatts into your car. Your only max is about 120. I think the car's limited to 120. He says, he says... He's gotten as much as 118. I want to see documentation or I don't believe it. Very fast. It's fake news, but that would be cool. And he does agree that the addition of power packs into the mix as some sort of buffer should improve the speed of these superchargers because some people like myself have been complaining. You don't get max. I was at the Oxenard supercharger recently, 16 stalls, two were in use. I came in, not shared. I had 50% state of charge and I got... 90 kilowatts. So I didn't get anywhere near 120, mates. 90 is pretty good, Yeah, I just though, got 103 no? this weekend. How many miles per hour did 90 get you? Uh, like six miles per hour, five miles per hour. I've been hanging for a oh, while. That's, incorrect, that's you know, an incorrect amount. The miles of, per hour that they list is oh, often per minute so doing. far off. Right, right, right. The, the mile you know, gained uh-huh. is very variable. I don't think we can go by that. That's why I think uh, using kilowatt is the number. Okay. Patrick Wiggins says, look, uh, we've been talking about this house. We uh, discussed the one oh way to save God. your energy is that you put a big hydraulic uh, lift under your house when there's lots of solar electricity. Use that to lift your house up. Mm-hmm. And then in the winter, it can come down and generate energy. Mm-hmm. Well, he says there's actually a real up house. And there it is. He's got a video linked to it. There's a real up house that's been made to look like the one in the cartoon. But the problem is this house doesn't actually go up. It just looks like the up house, but it doesn't go up. It's kind mm-hmm. of a little creepy. It's a it's little cool. weird, a little scary, a little... Uh, it was built by like a home builder, probably to get some attention to a subdivision right. would be my guess. And yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cute. But well, what about the guy with the cotton for eyebrows? Well, that was creepy. That's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew I mean, that was weird. Bone says S or X. Look, they're going to get a Tesla here in his family. Mm. And his wife wants an X. He wants an S. Uh, what about the Falcon Wing doors? What's the update? I'm going to tell you this, Andrew. Let me tell you right now. There's still a little bit of glitchy. For example... Went to UCLA Medical Center, mm-hmm. into the garage. Plenty mm. of room above the X, mm. but oh, it decides, no. I'm not going to open. Not going to do it. Not going to open all Didn't the way open up. at all? Opens halfway up, so you, it's useless. But there was plenty of room for it, so the sensors were over-sensing. So that kind <laughs> of stuff. They were over-sensing. So can you just, like, push up on it and move it up? No, you can't. Pain in the butt. 
So you can't move them up. But it won't come down and crush you. Well, it will because it has in the past. I tested my trunk over the weekend about this. I put, I was having the S trunk come down and I put my hand under there and really put some force. He just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to tell you this. The whole concept of having a 20,000-pound door above your head... That sounds painful. It's not a good idea. The spiel at the uh, reveal event... The spiel of the reveal. I like it. The spiel of the reveal was that this is going to open up the access to be able to get into those back seats so much. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit better than a sliding door, but it is not worth having a 10-ton thing over your head Uh that's going to bash you in the head. Well, they folded the seats down, so it's easier now. stupid. So I think the X... X is a great car, but I, t- I just hate those doors. I want that form factor. I don't want those doors model Y. Why? But as, he, as he noted, <laughs> it doesn't matter what he wants because his wife's going to get what she wants. And that's the details. And Pat- he's going to use my referral code. Thank you very yes, much. Lane because, because? Well, he says I'm the smart one, but I, I mean, true. you know, who knows? Well, you know what? We've let that ship sail. We're all very smart in, in our, our own ways. ways. Yeah, exactly. And again, Laney9300, uh, I got my email <laughs> from Tesla for oh. uh, the mini Tesla car they yeah. said I was going to get. What'd they say? They said, here, just call us because we're going to send you the mini Tesla car. And I was like, hold time, time out a second. I get an option between mini Tesla car yeah. and black Tesla charger. I'd like black Tesla charger. Don't tell me what I want. Ask me what I want. And what was their response? I haven't gotten one yet. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> Patrick crickets. Reed liked the Patreon update on uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, I suggested there that now you could actually do this. You could fix Puerto Rico for um, not that much money and that Apple should pay for it because they've got way too much cash, and wouldn't that be cool? Was this last week's Patreon? Yes, last week's that you didn't get because apparently you're not Patreons. Puerto Rico? Apple? Why would – okay. Yeah, you have to be there. Um, Rutger? Is that how you put it? Rutger? Yeah. yeah. Like Tom's Rutger Howard? Oh, yeah. I really like the show, and I just became a Patreon. I couldn't find a way to become a Patreon just for Tom's car, but I became a Patreon anyway. <laughs> like, people really want to crush the crap out of your car, Tom. Crush Tom's car. And Pat in Vienna, Virginia, uh, talked about Puerto Rico, and here's some facts. The larger population than 20 states, mm-hmm. no really? representatives in Congress. Mm-hmm. Majority of the electricity is generated from fuel oil, diesel oil, and coal, which we talked about on the Patreon. Uh, Tesla Powerwall and power pack battery packs are being sent there, as we've been talking about. And Mel has a direct link to Elon Musk, thanks to his love of the Falcon Wing doors. <laughs> uh, what we need, Pat suggests, is a way to contribute to Tesla's efforts to help the people of Puerto Rico. He's suggesting, or she is suggesting, because Pat could be either. That is true. Uh, wouldn't it be great if we could send 100 bucks to Tesla mm-hmm. to build power walls to send to Puerto Rico? Oh, that would be cool. That'd be a nice little Kickstarter. Yeah. Buy power packs for Puerto Rico. And PSP. Speaking of Kickstarters, I just saw a really great Kickstarter. There is a Kickstarter going on right now I really think you should all get involved with, and it's to finally once and for all prove that the Earth is flat. Oh, right. Wait a minute. And they're trying to get enough money to put up some satellites to prove that the Earth is flat, and this is no way this is a scam. It's not a scam. Because, wait, they're going to It's by a Nigerian prince, and uh, (laughs) the return on this is going to be I thought you were talking about those globes. There are these globes that people are now selling. I think it's a Kickstarter, and it's a globe that you can buy in a flat envelope, and then you just basically kind of like origami it out, and it becomes a globe, but it's all these flat sections. It's like a 10-sided or a 12-sided, what is that, a, uh, a dodecahedron-shaped? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You could play it, Dungeons and Dragons and with it. Each of the panels of the globe are obviously flat, so they said this would satisfy both camps. Oh, it's flat earth. 
but in a rounded structure. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have jumped the shark, <laughs> not only on this uh, uh-huh. episode, but perhaps the entire program. Yeah. It's hard to say. His name's Tom. That's Robert. My name's uh, Mel. This was Talking Tesla. And we're going to talk to you whether you like it or not next week. Indeed. And and the Mirai review for the Patreons this oh, Friday is so good. Yeah. I mean, is people are, a lot of people are talking about it and many people are agreeing. It's great. <laughs> the yeah. Patreon about it or the thing is no, great? No, that's just a way you talk because there's a certain person in the country that talks like this. So now that's what you do. Uh-huh. Many people are. It's okay. great. It's Talking Tesla. We're gone. Bye-bye. Ciao. Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. And produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.